to welcome everybody to Life Unedited Working Women. We have as a special guest today, Lisa Linkowski from Milestone Franchising, and she has been in business for over 30 years doing a myriad of things. Um, but really, I would love for Lisa to talk more in depth because right now, her company that she is the founder and the owner of Milestone Franchising. And this is something that she started doing during the pandemic because that's what we do is we start a business during the pandemic. And, but, but I love how you started and why you started. So take us through like where you were and how you ended up right here in Milestone Franchising and tell us what Milestone Franchising does. Well, thank you so much for having me, Alyssa. This is absolutely wonderful. And look at, I just said your name wrong, Alisa. <laughs> After saying it a million times, <laughs> Alisa. All right. So great way to start. So yeah, thank you so much. I was in corporate America for, you know, 20 something years and by sheer accident, I ended up becoming a owner of a franchise and I wasn't looking for it. I didn't seek it out. It found me and I came into this crazy world of franchising. Um, I was a franchise owner of a direct mail piece called Birthday Pack for close to seven years. I was the first franchise owner and I had mentored and trained a lot of people that came into the system after me. And I was coaching everyone and rah-rahing and cheerleading. And I had the third largest territory in the country and I loved my franchise. And then March, 2020 hit and kaboom, <laughs> it all went away instantaneously oh. um, because my, my customers were restaurants, spas, and boutiques, some of the most hardest hit oh. areas that are still suffering to this very oh, day, right? Absolutely. So um, I had the option to license birthday pack. And that meant that like, I would have to do everything. Like we would have done everything on our own, but I wouldn't have received the community of women that I had, which was almost half a million women. And so I would have had to have started from scratch. And since I was seven years into my business, starting all over, didn't really appeal to me. And I had said to my husband, this whole mentoring and training thing that I'm doing, whatever this is, this is what I want to do for my next chapter. And so franchise consulting was the natural pivot. And so in October 2020, in the midst of the pandemic still, I decided to rise from the ashes and come forth with Milestone Franchising and never, ever looked back. And the reason, again, is I really love to help people. I love to talk to people. I love to educate people. I learned so much in my time as a franchise owner and then watching my franchise go down in flames. The whole thing, I thought, brings empathy. It brings a whole different, you know, spin to trying to work with people in all of this and trying to help them achieve business ownership, which I loved every minute of. And so if I could help other people get to that point, then that was it. I, I love it that you call yourself a matchmaker. Yeah. I, I think that is, that's incredibly powerful, um, especially with someone who wants to be an entrepreneur and doesn't know where to start. Right. And you provide that. Now you do something special too. So you know, I, in, in my head, I'm going matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match, find me a find. Find. <laughs> catch so, me a catch. But you do, you actually have a process yeah. that you work through with people. Yeah. Well, not, you know, when, when I talk with people, 
a lot of people don't have this idea. Like you had this idea. I'm going to start this bookkeeping company, right? I'm going to start this bookkeeping company. And you came up with a name and then you fleshed out a logo with someone or you came up with it yourself and, and then it grew. And how many years have you been in business, by the way? 10. 10 years. Congratulations on 10 years, by the way. Right. Thank so you. you came up with this and then you, you rolled with the punches. And by the way, you started in the recession then 10 yeah, years ago. It was, it was ugly. Right. Okay. So you started in a recession. Yay. So yeah. So you sat there and you came up with this. Well, a lot of people don't know how to start something or they don't have the green building in their in their head of what to create and what to what to work on. And so franchising is nice because it gives you the stepping stone. It gives you the business. It gives you the the logo. It gives you you know all these different things plus the training. Plus they've already done it and they've proven that it works. Yeah, so and I out of the box. I love that it it has it provides you all the processes. Yeah. The biggest thing, and I don't know if you found this being a business owner, is building all those processes internally. That is the most difficult thing. And then just, just you have to pay attention to them. You, you can't just set them and forget them. These processes have to be improved. And I, I think for franchising, that's one of the greatest things is that the marketing's done and the processes are done, written out for you, and you follow them. Yeah. And they're proven, and so like then, you said. Yeah. And it's proven. And so now you get this concept, this recipe in a box, so to speak, mm. but now you have to go do it, right? Now you have to go do it. And that's the part where I get real. And I call, I call it the scared straight Jersey style version <laughs> of business ownership. And I tell you bring, my, you bring them in a room full of entrepreneurs and they're all hardened entrepreneurs. <laughs> And I tell them, if I don't hear from you again, after our initial discussion of this whole thing about business ownership, I take it as a, as a, as a sign that I did the right thing because I've scared you so much that you're going, I am not going to pursue this. And I'm going to go back to whatever it was that you were doing. But if they come back again for more then I go, okay, all right. Right. So the matchmaking then begins because now I've already, you know, I've illustrated for them that this is not easy, that sometimes the franchises have a tendency, they sell it so well that it sounds so simple. And I watched it in my own franchise and people would sit at home in their jammies and they'd be like, I, I can't make this happen. And I'm like, well, yeah, because you've got to get dressed and you've got to go and you've got to rinse and repeat and go, go, go. And sometimes they think it's so easy that you know, if you build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. You build it and then you got to keep building upon it and then they will come. Right. So that's a whole piece of it. And then you've got the matchmaking piece of what are your financials? And some people, they don't have anything, unfortunately, and they have a bad credit or they have no, no easy, um, cash that they can sit there and they can grab from because, you know, you don't know what the ramp up period is going to be. Right. And so, you know, and if they tell you three months, I go say six months, if they tell you six months and I say, say nine months. So now you've got to have nine months of income that's at your disposal that you're not drowning. So there's all these different pieces that go into this and they keep threading and threading and threading until I finally say, Ooh, here's some concepts that I think fit you, or this is not the right thing for you. Mm. So I love that, that you're honest with them and will tell them it's not the right thing. So if you have a woman who comes to you and says like, I want to do a franchise, 
Do you handle maybe those candidates differently or is there anything unique that you do with them? So I am all about getting women in franchising because it is a pretty male dominated space, right? It Mm -hmm. just is. And so women, for some reason, we don't have, it's a lack of confidence that we think that we can't do this. So I'll talk to husband wives and I start talking to the wife. And I start pulling the wife in more because they're like, oh, the husband's doing this. The husband, I'm like, well, no, maybe you should be doing this. Maybe he should be staying with his job for a little bit longer. And you're the one that gets this started. But to answer your question, I have a fabulous candidate that I was working with and she is fantastic. And she had incredible, incredible background, incredible. I mean, just incredible Everything about her is amazing. And she'd wear these beautiful Hermes scarves and everything. And I showed her something in the construction space and I was shaking. Like I was literally quivering because I'm like, she's going to think that I'm insane and that I've lost my mind. But I'd shown her four concepts and one was in the construction space. And she was really far along with the construction space. And she was like, I think I'm going to get my CDL. Like she was so excited about this whole thing. And if I could tell you that this was not, and she never worked in the construction world, but it was a really great fit. It ended up not working out for various reasons, but it was not because it wasn't construction. So what I try to do is really sit there and look at who the person is and what their end goal is. What is their end goal? And then forget about whether they're a male, female, like just what is going to be the best fit for them. And yes. And I say to them, you never woke up thinking that you were going to do this. Ever, I assure you, but I have my crazy reasons for why I want to show this to you. Go along on the ride for me. Go along and let's take this journey together. It's, so um, it says 20% of franchises are owned by women. That's yeah. small. Yeah. Um, actually, Lisa has a question. She said, how does Millstone Franchising make money? Like, is it primarily from the franchisee, like the person that were the franchise or, or some other way? Lisa, thank you for bringing that because it's something I often forget to talk about. And I have someone in my head that's always telling me to say it and I always forget it. So franchising is heavily regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. And one of the FTC rules is that people like me cannot be paid a cent by our candidates. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. So you're you're consulting with these candidates and it's free. And it's free. So if they're awarded a franchise, I'm compensated by the franchisor. And that's, and so then there's a whole argument in the franchising world. Well, who really is my candidate then? Am I beholden to the franchisor? Am I beholden to the candidate? I am beholden to the candidate a thousand percent, because if I feel that this franchise is not the right thing for them, I'm going to pull them and we're going to keep on moving until we find something that does, even though I am compensated at the end, but it's like I it, it's just as a as an end result of all the work that I've done and bringing them together. But my allegiance is truly to that candidate all the way. Yeah. And I, I think also it has to do with your reputation. So if you just put people with franchises just to put them there, because you can get a commission on it, your business is not going to go well. That is correct. So yeah, it's all about reputation. Yeah, it really, it, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, Lisa said, thank you. So on top of this business that you've started, you've also doing a TV show yeah. called uh, Franchise Focus, right? Yes. And it's with RV TV. RVN. RVN, RVN TV, TV down in Cherry Hill, yep. And um, 
what made you decide to do this and why are you doing this? Did you say, oh my God, I have an extra five minutes in my day. I should do a TV show. I'm sure that's what. So that's this what whole, this whole time with me has been, it has been a journey and it has been one that has been utterly insane and crazy. And I can hear Maria, by the way, who's with us laughing because she's been on this journey with me and it, it's been incredible. And part of this journey is I've just put the seatbelt on and I'm just going like, that's it. I'm going. <laughs> so back in May of 2020, I get asked to be a guest on another show called connect to success with Mike Rabinowitz. And I go on there just to talk because I was doing a ton of networking. Mm-hmm. What is it like to network during the pandemic? And, you know, what, you know, and talk about my business. Fine. Then the owner of RVN TV says, Hey, you know, we don't have any shows about franchising and franchising is going to be really huge because of the pandemic. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's nice. And I was like, well, when you find someone, let me know. And I'll, uh, I'll be glad to come back on. And then he called me and he said, I want, I want it to be you. And I was like, what now? <laughs> And he was like, I wanted to be you. And then my family was like, you're insane. Like, why are you even contemplating this? And my husband's like, you just started this. And he goes, maybe in five years, you should look at it. And I said, yeah, but maybe in five years, the opportunity is not here. And it's here right now. And I started really thinking about it. And the reason why, because my husband said, well, what are you, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. And I said, education. I want to educate people. There's a lot of misinformation about franchising out there. There's the wrinkle of the nose. There's yeah. the, is it, a, is it a pyramid scheme? Is it a multi-level marketing business? They just don't get what it is. And yet we have franchises all around us everywhere. Yeah. And yet it's like some kind of secret club. And so I wanted to educate people. And I interview a lot of owners because then I can hear from them from their mouth what this is really like. This roller coaster of the incredible highs and the incredibly, you know, <laughs> throat, oh my God, what did I do? Lows so that people can hear that. And if I help someone out there to make the right decision, either to walk away or to say, I'm in this, I'm going, then that's all. That's my job. That's my job is done with it. I love it. I, I love it. And, and uh, Maria says you're a natural and I have to agree also. Um, <clears throat> that actually leads me to the other part. Um, you are always been about education and that's where I originally met you was we were um, trying to improve education in the town that we both happen to live in. And that is, oh, it, it, it's like a, a running theme through your life is being a mentor and an educator. And so I have to ask you, how do you balance everything? Because you are a business owner who is now a TV host in addition to being a business owner. You also do volunteer work. You and I actually volunteer for the same charity, one of the same charities. You still do a lot with education. Uh, Like, how are you doing? And wait, and she's a mother. She has, she's a wife. She's a daughter. She's a cousin. So how are you balancing these things? What is, what's your magic formula? Please tell us. Cause I have a pen. I'm, I'm ready to write it down. <laughs> None. You know, I, you don't think about it like you just do. And then I meet people that do even far more than I do. And I go, Oh my God, how are you doing all this? Like, I know someone that is on like seven boards. She is on like 17 charities. She owns this incredible business and, you know, and, and she's a mom and the whole thing. 
And I sit there going, I'm doing nothing. Not that you're putting yourself in competition ever, right? But I just sit there going, I'm doing nothing. Like, look at what she's doing. So I think it's all relative. I think that you just sit there and you find those pockets of your time that, you know, you go, okay, I'm going to put this amount toward this. And, and it all just starts to becoming like breathing, yeah. right? It just becomes like air. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember it took me eight years to get my bachelor's degree because I was working full time. And I remembered when I was working full time, traveling for my business and going to night school at Ryder. And when it ended, I remembered going, where did I ever find that time? Because that time got swallowed up instantly, mm-hmm. like just instantly. Right. So it's the same thing where we make the excuse. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Once you start making that time, it's just there. But yeah. once you stop, you know, it's just it's just swallowed up. I'm a firm believer that we make time for what we want to. Yeah. And 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 it can be it can be family and it can be different things at different times. Right. Yeah. And right. and then so- there's time that you just need to unplug completely and do nothing. And some of the times I go, "Ooh, I'm doing I'm doing too much. I got to back off. I got to back down." But that's the beauty is that I'm in control of the whole board so that I can say that. When I worked in corporate life, couldn't say that. Right. Yeah. I never wonder, could say that. And I wonder, you know, we had the we had 2.2 million women leave the workforce during this pandemic. And I think part of it was that is that when it got too hectic for women, we couldn't say, hold no. on a second. No. So I I I wonder if more women are going to become business owners. Have you seen a higher incident of women candidates? I am. It's not as high as I'd like it to be. Yeah. You know, when I look at my little list and I'm like, okay, all right, I've got some women. And then I get a whole bunch of men, but then I get the husband and wives and I'm like, Ooh, husband, wife, another husband, wife. Okay, great. Let's talk to the wife. Let's talk to yeah. the wife. Right. So, you know, it comes into different, you know, the men, I think it's, someone said to me, you know, the whole hunter gatherer met, you know, even though that's from caveman times, but it's ingrained in us. Right. So the men are the ones that have, you know, they're better with risk. They're better with risk tolerance. They're the ones that are, you know, looking for what that next thing is where, you know, women, it's just not ingrained. And I'm painting a very broad brush here, but you understand what I'm saying. This is thousands upon thousands upon thousands of years. And I'm trying to say to women out there, listen, take that leap, take that leap, go and, and, and take it. Because for me, like when I started with my, with my franchise, I had two young kids. I was able to pick them up every day from the bus stop. Then I'd be mom, mom, mom. Then I'd put them to bed and then woo, business owner again, work, 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 and then start all over again. But it was the greatest thing in the world. Oh, my kid is sick. Oh, I get to be home with them. Oh, my, my kid is uh, got something at school that I just found out about 20 minutes ago. Oh, I can, I can run over there and I can do that. And I didn't have to feel guilt or shame or have people gossiping about me in my office because I worked literally 13 hours so that I could leave for a half hour, you know, to go to my kid's event. You know, who wants that? Who needs it? No. And, you know, when you were saying you were painting with a a broad stroke, um, there's studies that support that men don't need to know how to do something. They only have to have, I think it's like 58% of the qualifications and they'll apply for the job. Whereas we, as women, we have to have like some ridiculous amount, like 95% before we'll apply for it. So men are much more, they do, they take risks 
easier than we do. Yeah. And um, that's self-confidence too. And saying, I can do this. I have absolutely the ability to do this. I also think that women think a lot of others before they do things. Yes. And, and exactly what you're saying, like, you know, you love what you do because you can have that moment to think about your family. And I can take time off to be with my kids or my husband or a parent who needs me or anything like that. And that is really a huge benefit to right. being a business owner. And I don't think it matters if you're a franchise owner or if you are just a simple entrepreneur who started your own business, you have the highs and the lows. There's days when you love it. And there's days when you go, damn, I want to go back to corporate. Yeah. And then you yeah, go that, that security blanket, you know, mm-hmm. that nice warm security blanket with the benefits and the, <laughs> you know, and the, and the food in the cafeteria and the oh. whole thing, but you know, it, it all depends. You know, I live both sides of it and I could never, I could never go back unless something devastating, catastrophic happened. And I was, I had no choice. Then of course I'm going to do what I have to do, but you know, this is, this is where I'm at. Yeah. But given the choice, you wouldn't. Yeah. I, I totally hear you. Um, so. One of the other things um, that I love to ask people is what are you reading or listening to, or what is inspiring you? Oh, my daughter is laughing at my, me right now, but that's what our children are here for is to laugh at us. Yeah. So I have a Kindle and I never know the name of the book that I'm reading because the name of the book is not on the Kindle. So I never on the cover. It's not on the cover and every day it should be up at the left-hand corner. So I can always see it. I'm reading this story about the woman that um, was raped by the, and I know the guy's name, Brock. Uh, she was at school at Stanford and she, um, and it's her story. She's the one that carried the mattress on her back because nobody would listen to her. Yeah. And like, so I'm reading that story, but I don't know what the name of the book is, but I, it's an incredibly um, harrowing story and I'm reading that right now and I'm an avid reader, but I never know the name of the book that I'm reading <laughs> ever. <laughs> I love it. Um, I'm surprised Lisa Snyder, Lisa Snyder is on and she is part of, I have a business book club and Lisa is an avid reader also. And she knows every book out there. I wonder if she's looking it up because um, in the business book club right now, we're reading Atomic Habits. Okay. And it is fantastic. I've heard about that. I'm going to have to put that on my list. So, so, uh, what, what kind of books do you read in general? Like, do you read self-help books or mostly things that, you know, true stories or detective work or after I get done reading this, I'll read something really light, like a much more lighter type book. And then, um, and then I'll go to something really difficult. And then I push myself to read a few classics every year so that, you know, I go back and I'm like, okay, either I read them and I didn't understand them years ago, but, or I never read them and I put it on my list, you know, so I'll do that. But I'll, I'll when I read something really heavy, then I've got to find something light after that. Yeah. Now I hear, I usually alternate between like a business book and then something that's just light and airy. Yeah. My children actually recommend books to me. Um, they read, they suggested, I read the series mist series Mistborn, Um, and it's just, it's, it's another world that's created very similar in, in a sense to Harry Potter, where it's, it's really interesting and very surprising turn of events stuff. I couldn't even, I love it when I read a book and I don't know the end, like, cause sometimes when you read a book, you start figuring out, um, um, is it know my name? Yes. Miller. Yes. Good job, Lisa. Wow. 
Lisa, Lisa Thank you. Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> She's amazing. Um, all right. So what do you see as um, the internet is a beautiful thing? <laughs> um, so what do you see as the future for you as what's going to anything happening in the future, even short term or even long term? Um, hmm. So for me, it's continuing to build you know, what it is that I've, I've started now, I'm, I'm very young in my business, you know, 15 months into my business here, I think, I don't even know if I'm, if I'm at that point, <laughs> I can't do the math right now, but, um, you know, trying to continue to build on this. I just wrapped my, uh, 24th episode of, of, uh, RVN and I have, um, you know, 60, so I'll be doing 60 episodes. And so finding guests for that and, you know, getting that built out, and then, you know, I'm doing some speaking engagements coming up. I have various webinars that I've got going on and then continuing with that because I really do love, I'm speaking at a chamber. I'm speaking with a women's group up in New York um, in March, um, <clears throat> speaking, talking to people, getting this message out there, helping people. Right. You know, I do a slew of networking so that I can, there's that whole service to others mm -hmm. mindset that has really, really happened because of the pandemic. And I embrace that wholeheartedly, you know, and being able to say, oh, I can't help you at all, but I do know this person, this person can help you and putting those people together. So continuing that, because that's really um, so incredible, you know, to be able to do that, but yeah, just continuing to grow, doing some traveling because for my business, um, traveling as things are now opening up, my uh, broker network has a, uh, they're called regional discovery mixers where I get to go and sit with a, with a franchise for a day and be like a day in the life of being in that franchise. That's so I'm great. super excited. They have one in Dallas, one in Vegas, one in Philadelphia. I'll definitely be at the one in Philadelphia. So going to things like that. That's wonderful. Um, and Mindy beat me to it, but how can we find out how to get in touch with you? And what all these engagements and all these events that are coming up that you're going to be at, if somebody wanted to be involved in it, how would they find this information out? So I'm very active on LinkedIn and I post everything there. And then I have a, a very active website that I keep up to date at milestonefranchising.com. Okay. Same with my Facebook page. So all the normal social media avenues. And yeah, that's where people can see what's, what's going on with me. All right. And you do, and you do all your social media yourself, right? I do. My background's marketing. And so I do all of this, all the marketing stuff on my, on my back end. but who knows, maybe as the future continues, <laughs> as, that, that, be might be, that, I that might be, that might be hand off. <laughs> and plus the one thing I love about when you hand something off like that, that you've already done, you already know how you want it done. You have a process in place, makes it easier to pass off. Absolutely. Well, it was wonderful talking with you. Thank you so much for coming on to Life Unedited. Um, I so enjoy talking with you always. Thank you for having me. Uh, you are most welcome. And thank you everybody for showing up. It was great seeing everybody. It was, and we'll see you next Thursday at noontime. All right, wonderful. Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life Unedited, Working Women, a production of Smart Boss Media. We'd love to hear from you, and we'd like even more to help your business grow. If you have any questions or want to contact any of the folks on this podcast, you can just email us at info at smartboss.media. Also at smartboss.media, 
you'll find any resources and links that go along with this podcast. And you can find links to other podcasts and resources for entrepreneurs and learn how Smart Boss Media can help you get your business podcast launched and listened to like this one is. It's your one stop for information to help you listen, create, and thrive as an entrepreneur. Visit smartboss.media.